Greetings, travelers. My name is Nick Murphy. And my name is Satchel Drakes. And welcome back to Cinephilia Anonymous Telecast. We're going to take you on an interstellar adventure through the darkest corners of your mind to unlock your hidden passion for cinema. For cinema. <laughs> that hey. feels so weird to hear. I know. We're, dude, like, we're... I haven't heard it in the longest, <laughs> I know. literally since the last time we recorded. I know. I don't even know what that was. It's been a while. <laughs> How it's you been doing, a minute. I'm doing well. Yeah. It's holiday time. You know, yeah. the new year is upon us. It's been a lot of self-reflection, a lot of just thinking about all the good stuff and like all the lessons that sort of learned in the past year. Yeah, How about totally. yourself? Likewise, man. You like you get to the end of the year and you start taking it into account like what you've done and what you've accomplished and what uh, things need to be reworked and stuff. It's interesting. I always love yeah. this time of year. Me too. You know, actually what's sort of related to the Star Wars thing a little bit, I was... Uh, You'll, you're going to find this on like, um, you're going to find this on the social media. Cause I had a little moment where, um, I, I found this, this sort of internet generated image of Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. uh, sort of publicly explaining that, you know, he, even though he kind of had differences with, with, uh, with the director of the last, the last, uh, Jedi, he realized that after seeing the film, there were things that he was holding on to that he was precious about that he really just needed to wait and kind of see what the fully realized version of this film would be. Yeah, man. And and he admitted that he was wrong, ultimately, and that he really did respect what Rain did. And I don't know. There was something about that moment, him saying that, that was like it like it like hit really close to home. Because I guess I just like the idea of like being virtually the last word on who a character is and being somebody who's like in the later sort of later half of their life Mm -hmm. and still being able to learn lessons like still being able to say that you're wrong and i guess this the whole concept of um never being done or at least having the will to like run the race like as long as you can i don't know there was something really cool about that that i was like you know i i want to i want to be able when i'm that when i'm mark hamill's age (laughs) yeah I I think I want to be able to continue to admit that I'm wrong and continue to readjust my character and try to be better. Yeah, you know? totally, man. I think um I think everybody can do that. Uh I don't think you need to be an old man to do it. <laughs> I think you can do that No, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, I mean um, it, it takes it takes a lot to admit that you're wrong about anything. I just saw this thing um with Jenna Fisher. She she tweeted something about um this political thing and then like a day later she was like Hey, I tweeted this thing and I didn't have all the facts and I'm sorry for tweeting that out because I was incorrect and I was going to leave it up and, but I decided to delete it because I didn't want further misinformation getting out there. So here's me clarifying. I'm sorry for spreading for misinformation and let's move on. And there's something nice, especially in this day and age to be like, uh, yep, I thought one way and due to new information, I feel a different way. And I think that's 100%. exactly what Mark Mark uh, Mark Hamill's doing. It's it's cool. It is really cool. I think it's a good I think it's a good precursor to everything about uh The Last Jedi, where <laughs> everyone has their uh preconceptions as to what the movie should be and what the movie is and was, and then they see it and I think it's not anything <laughs> it's not anything. It's not anything anyone ever thought it would be. Yeah. I'm I'm totally with you. There is a lot of <laughs> It's crazy. And just to clarify, I, I think I mean like I don't ever want experience or like seasonedness to get in the way of oh, being gotcha. able to constantly be like humbled by life in a kind of way. Gotcha. But yeah, yes. hopefully I'm still hopefully I don't think I know everything right now. <laughs> oh, you know but, everything. Uh, <laughs> but um no, I'm totally with you. That's why I, I almost feel like right away, uh I just like I what what was really great about when this film came out was so I saw it opening day. You saw you saw it before opening day. I did. I, I got into a, a press screening <laughs> of it, and it was a uh, it was harder than any of the other ones that I had seen early because this one immediately I was like, I gotta talk to somebody about this. Like I, have, <laughs> like, I went with my brother and uh, he we came out and he's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "I got a lot of thoughts on this. Like, I want to talk to you about this, but I gotta process this." So like. Yeah. I'll just call you later. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you. There there's like I don't know. There there is so much to unpack. And even now I feel like 
just us talking about this, we're going to learn things that we that we hadn't really considered before. Yeah, it's it's there's there's a lot in this movie. It's not it's definitely not just a blockbuster, and it's I don't even it's not even just a Star Wars movie. There's so much kind of going on with it, and I think that's what that's what's so that's what makes it really easy to appreciate about it because. Somehow this film was supposed to be something that everybody can understand because it's an American it's an American classic. It's it's American culture, period, right. right? Right. And kids have to be inspired by it as well and they have to be able to latch on to what's going on. But old heads have to also be able to latch on to some semblance of intricacy and maturity to characters and to worldviews and to everything. Mm-hmm. And it I think that it's always amazing when people can come together and put together something that means a lot to somebody at a high level and means a lot to somebody at like a low level. Not not the yes. kids are low, but you know what I mean. No, like, that it, that it to, yeah. to be successful in both of those those categories is really interesting. I mean, I think you're seeing we're seeing a lot of like new subcategories of movies kind of come out. Um mm. you know, superheroes being one of them and then we see some like real outliers in like the superhero genre that kind of like redefine what it means like uh like a film like Unbreakable or recently Logan where it's like oh this is like this is like an indie movie with a guy with claws you know what i mean like there, yeah, there's yeah you could you could appreciate it for that's a like, good oh, way cool, to put it x-men oh x-men guys <laughs> cool 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 i see that but then underneath kind of like that 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 like super fine polish of a superhero movie you're like ooh this is like dark and gritty and there's a lot of like really dark deep stuff happening here that is really like spurring my mind and I feel like yeah. this movie is very, you know, Last Jedi is very much like that too, where it's like, okay, cool, yeah, X wings and BB eights there, and we got Porgs, and they're like adorable, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun. This movie's very funny, and then like underneath that, you're like, oh, there's some dark shit happening here. Holy shit! <laughs> it's dude, it's real. Yeah. Side note, I mean, with Disney, kind of, I mean, there's mixed feelings about this, obviously, but with Disney recently acquiring. Some of the new properties they have, they they came forward and said that it will allow them to sort of create more serious, more dark, more uniquely voiced kind of versions of films that we would get that are like rated G or like PG-13. Yeah, totally. And like people just like assume that Disney means like the mouse and wholesome, you know what I mean? But they have a lot of subsidiaries that that um, and like other kind of like like sub production company yeah, yeah and other properties that that do a lot of like really groundbreaking stuff like they do it's not all clean and wholesome all the time there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot going yeah. on to it yeah i'm and i'm totally a disney stan so like i'm completely unaffected by <laughs> yeah <laughs> it totally. sounds terrible like people are like the conglomerates man and i'm like no i'm with you yes i'm with the resistance however <laughs> disney though <laughs> yeah dude when you when you're doing it right okay you can you can get a pass, you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're Disney Pixar, you guys you're doing something right. You guys are great storytellers, and keep do, keep doing your thing. There's a, there's a reason you rose to the top because you know you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. So I I went and I saw this film, and I started getting afterwards. I started getting texts from friends. Like, yeah. Oh, and P.S. I'm glad that you reached out because I was like. Oh man, I want to talk to Satchel about this, and it'll be it'll be a cool conversation we have Dude, at some of point. And you, course. Well, no, and you were like, you were like, "Yo, we gonna record?" I was like, "Oh, we're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> we're dusting off the old microphones, kid." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were floating in space, and we bumped into each other again. <laughs> also, I I feel like I should say, and I really mean it. Like it comes to mind all the time. Like I am just to get like break the fourth wall for a split second. Um. I just kept remembering like all the conve- like Nick probably every convention we went to in the past 2 years at least one person like showed up in line whether it was for merch or whatever and they were like oh man like really hope you guys bring back to an affiliate anonymous podcast yeah, like I listen to it yeah. I love films and like I wanted to cry every time yeah. like no it was really nice <laughs> it, and it it's th- this show has been one of those things where um Paul and I talk about this all the time. We just get spread too thin. We have too many things that we want to do, and there's just a finite amount of resources. But, you know, maybe we can pick this up, uh, you know, maybe not on the yeah. regular, regular, but when we can and squeeze in. You And you're the same way I am, man. You got yeah. a lot of plates spinning. I'm in, dude. 
About it, about it. Cool. So what, what so, were your kind of like initial thoughts kind of coming out of the movie? Mine were – so So before I dive in, I just want to say only a ha- – a lot of people when they went to – when they finally went to see Star Wars, uh, they were like, thank goodness I was able to avoid all the spoilers. I didn't set up any kind of filters or like mute buttons or mm-hmm. anything for Star Wars. People in general seem to be really good. About not spoiling anything. So far, yeah. that was my experience. I don't know if that was yours. And then yeah, also, like, when it finally did come out, I was seeing a lot of I was seeing a lot of think pieces and thoughts and stuff. But it wasn't really about Star Wars as much as it was about people who weren't happy with Star Wars, right? And I didn't let any of that into my world. So I mean, I I don't know. Maybe Nick, you have something to say for me. Anytime somebody came at me with some negativity, I was like, can't relate, girl. Bye. Like, I like, I just <laughs> like, it's just a thing. It's like, I can't relate. We're seeing the same thing on the screen. I don't know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can't explain it to you. People so, came, I don't know. came to me with yeah. some like negative. It was never like, I don't think I've met anyone who was just like, I hated it. You know, I mean, I see that. I see that reaction on the internet. Um, but no one like in that I've talked to who like knows Star Wars is like into Star Wars. Like nobody has been, I hate it. People who are like super Star Wars fans for the most part, from what I hear are like, yo, I love this. And then people who are kind of just like, yeah, I like a Star Wars every once in a while. They were kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it was cool, yeah. I guess. But there was some stuff. I mean, there are like minor gripes that I've heard, but like any of those like minor things, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. It, that didn't bother me. <laughs> that, that didn't bother me at all. You said it in the best way. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, so so Dude. heads up to listeners. We're going to be talking about the movie in depth, and we're going to spoil a lot of things. So if you've not seen the movie, here's your fair warning to yeah. stop. There's no way to – like, I remember watch. I, I saw just like a headline for a review that was like, Star Wars The Last Jedi Review, uh, no spoilers. And, and I was like, like, I don't know how you can how? do that. How? Yeah. What are you going to talk about? Nothing. We talked about it. We had um, Luke stop by. Blow yeah. that article <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like Luke came over. We, we were recording a, a continue cast podcast and uh, Josh and I had just seen it. And Luke had just seen it and Paul hadn't seen it yet. So he was like asking us questions about it. I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm trying to. I've been trying. Like I've seen it like for a week at this point, like twice already. And I'm trying to like gauge my responses to you and try to like be like try to not hype it up and trying to not like like squash it or anything for you i have the headspace app i'm trying to meditate i'm just (laughs) like anything thinking about it but like yeah man you can't i couldn't explain it to him in non-sport like we talked about it a lot and i was just like yeah the one part was great but like i don't know what they're doing with this other part and like Luke and Josh knew what I was talking about, but like you can't really, I don't know. I, I tried to really meter my response when people would ask me, like, I'd be like, I'm like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. I think you should see it and form your opinion about it rather than mm, that's a good like, word. Meter. Yeah. I think I try that too. Yeah. I try to tone police myself. Well, dude, totally, <laughs> yeah. man. Cause like I enjoy, I enjoy many things. <laughs> Almost. Right. Some, yeah. some would say too many things that I enjoy and I, I'm, I feel like I, there are times when I'm very positive about things. Like my my mom, my mom is like the worst. She's like, she's like, what should, what should we see? I'm like, oh, this movie's great. And she's like, yeah, but you like really weird movies and you like a lot of movies. And so, <laughs> so I try to like, I try to be like, I try to not. Yo, that's be real. Like, it's my fucking favorite movie right now. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's no, something I've added you, to yeah. my thing. It's like, yo, this is my favorite movie right now. You know, like that's gonna change on a on a consistent basis. Um, and it was hard when people. Cause I don't I don't know why other fandom things don't have this kind of built in, but Star Wars just does. Where like someone's like, "Oh, you liked Force Awakens? What, what's you know what's the ranking? You know?" Top oh my three, god! When people came forward, give me your with list, man. Stuff, give me your list. Like, you know, and I'm like, people do that with every Zelda too. It's like, oh my, like <sighs> just get out of my timeline. Yeah, man. Yes. Like, dude, I don't I don't need to like what do I, I don't need to like rank them. Like, what are we talking like? The one yeah. that was most formative to me or the one that right. I will watch repeatedly more than right. the other. Like, I don't, I don't, which one is the right. funniest? It's your favorite which one because of reasons that I have nothing to do with me. Yeah. And like, they're all You're like, not movie phone. We're not movie. Like, we're not. <laughs> yeah. We're not fucking droids. Metacritic right now. Like, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I tried to like and and so for me if it, to play against that that whole thing right there, this was probably like top 3 for me, like of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um yeah. and it's hard it's hard to say that and not just immediately come off as a fanboy, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm with oh, you. Oh, well you yeah. just saw it. Well, you know, obviously you're going to think it's the best. It's like, no, I think it's the best because of X, Y, and Z, which I'm sure we'll talk about in this whole thing. Oh, we will. Like you said that, and like X, Y, and Z got filled in right away, <laughs> dude. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. So the top things that floated to the top for me, and then you could go yours, and then yeah, we'll figure yeah. out how we want to come in and conquer this thing. Yeah, guys, we're literally just going ham right now because we've been so excited. <laughs> yeah. For the people yeah. in Podcast Land, you need to understand. Yeah. Um, the things that floated top for me that I loved. Um, Jedi theology, yeah, it being specific and upfront and beautiful, and that was really cool. Yeah, I love that idea um, that it's like we've we've been told for uh, forty years now um, that it's it's good and bad, light and dark, and that that's what it that's what it all exists. And like this movie in three sentences, you know, blew up that whole ideology and was like, no, oh, that's yes. so vain for us to think that it's just about us you know like that's right that was such a great moment and that it's good guys and bad guys right and it, everything and it it's such a good it's such a good thing because it's like it's not it's not black or white it's this gray space in between and that like right. and it's in between everything yep exactly and like that that's such a good like there are so many points where where i'm talking to someone about this movie and i'm like yo the whole thesis for this movie is x and like the whole right. thesis for this movie <laughs> is this gray space in between because like everybody is everybody's not just good and bad they're kind of like teetering back and forth on this whole thing like right. Poe is a, a hero and then he's disobeying orders and putting people's lives in jeopardy and not thinking about other people and mansplaining yeah dude right <laughs> and then, yeah and, like, and, and same thing for Luke and, guy at one point yeah yeah and and Luke is like completely qualified in calling that nuance between good and bad because he has to struggle with figuring out if he did or didn't create Kylo Ren and yeah. where do you draw the line between sensing someone having the potential to have great evil and them actually acting upon it right. like yeah. where in discerning fear is somebody good or bad like he's the perfect person to see to understand that and to therefore like step away from the idea like yeah like for him to say that it's vanity like to believe that like good starts and ends with the jedi mm-hmm. and that it's not just about the force itself with it which i think says a lot about honestly says a lot about the real world and what's really fun about that is that that concept is explored both in the light with luke and then also um in the dark with DJ. Yeah. Where, you know, he sort of points out the fact that like, oh, like, hey, I stole this cruiser. Who does it belong to? Yeah. It belongs to guys who sold weapons and ships to the bad uh, guys. The, yeah. the bad guys. Yeah. And also to the resistance. Right. You know what I mean? And like that, you know, it's all not that everything is relative. So for him, he takes a very harsh, cynical stance. Like the way I, I <laughs> tweeted this out earlier i i couldn't help but think about how much dj from the last jedi was an ideological embodiment of the late new ground scene and everyone who owns every season is south park on dvd because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. there's something about like well you know good people and bad people do wrong things so anarchy like that's the solution you know like this sort of like lazy response yeah. that's kind of his situation and he even owns he even owns up to how silly it is when finn's like you're wrong and he's like maybe yeah but maybe i am yeah yeah but but nonetheless like this whole idea of like there are politics and it make things really it makes things really complicated yeah where whether you're the admiral or you're fit or you're poe like people are dying or whether you know you're selling weapons because I remember like Rose, she was like, Oh my gosh, I hate people in this, in this casino planet because like they all just, how else do they become wealthy by selling weapons and, and spacecrafts and things like that? And it's like, Oh, but they're also helping the resistance. What do we do with this? Yeah. It feels a lot like these past two years. <laughs> it feels a <laughs> yeah, lot seriously. like 
politics in America. Yeah, I think yeah. um I think there's a lot of that in this. And I, I think we're kind of reaching this point where that kind of stuff is gonna be inescapable. Like it's on everyone's minds, so it's it's gonna it's gonna permeate for the next like decade or so into like art and into all these other things. So of course that stuff is gonna come up. I mean, yeah, like DJ is like the first kind of like nihilistic character that we've seen in this. And yeah. and like you were saying, like everyone is so good guy or or bad guy like there's no great i mean han solo was like kind of like that but he was a good guy in the end but like dj's character was just like man yeah, what are you gonna do <laughs> you yeah. know no sense in trying what are you gonna do yeah really interesting it's it's like it's, it's it is interesting thing about han what where was he though like it's like he was selfish slash like logan <laughs> where like he's yeah, always yeah. reluctant to like be the hero but he ends up being the hero yeah but gets, otherwise like, he's looking out for like, himself like yeah re- yeah reluctantly like drug in to what's happening yeah yeah it's interesting uh, another thing that actually i'm curious to know what, what you thought of, what did you think about the humor because i went back to twitter and everybody has something to talk about the humor in yeah this <laughs> and uh-huh. i don't know i have no it happened and I laughed and I had no further thoughts on it. Yeah, that's really it. Like uh, I talked to Paul after he saw it and he was like, he was like, yeah, it was kind of like jarring at first. He's like, it's not in a bad way. He's like, I just wasn't expecting it. It just felt a little different and I wasn't expecting it. And I just rolled with it. And that's exactly how I was. I would like, I saw it and I feel, I feel like I'm like the, the loudest laugher in the theater. Cause I was just like, <laughs> like, when he, like he's doing that whole thing with Hux. And I was like, this is phenomenal. Oh, like, that was perfect. It's so yeah. good. Like you got to have these moments of levity in this, in this crazy thing. And like someone, I, I was talking to someone on Twitter about it and they were like, Oh, but it's so like out of character for star Wars. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going to talk about <laughs> out of character and we're going to, we're going to, use established things like the first line that he says to the antagonist in in force awakens he cracks a joke so why would he that's not- what I, oh my gosh thank you yeah. you're with me for me when i saw that i was like that specific scene i was like this is nothing new because yeah. in force awakens he's like just who, who talks first right you talk first yeah. i talk first. like his whole bit is trolling yeah. people in the first authority. order exactly yeah yeah <laughs> It was completely within character. Yeah, and it totally different. Didn't feel out of character at all. And like, there are some points where I feel, I feel like there's points where Ryan Johnson is just like, "Nah, fuck you," <laughs> right? Like, he's just, <laughs> like, I, there, there are many parts of this movie yeah. that he's just like, "Nah, nah, fuck you," and and whatever you're thinking. It's like, <laughs> like we'll talk more of them, but like one that like comes to mind of this like kind of thing where where it's just like a fuck you to the audience is like um, when, when uh, Kylo Ren and Ray are like telepathically like force connecting with each other and they keep like popping into someone's mind. Like, I feel like Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And I know that there's going to be like a shitty internet sketch or like an animation about us, like telepathically, like jumping into each other thing. And one of us is going to be in a compromising situation, like peeing or something. And he, Ryan yeah, and he like, covered it. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, nah, fuck you. We're gonna do that first. We're gonna take the piss out of it and like do it. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's so real. I was thinking, dude, the first thing that came to mind after watching the scene, just like, I'm surprised I haven't seen anyone do like one of those scenes. That would be like a lot. That would be like a really fun little sketch. Oh yeah, and like yeah, one totally. to execute well on a low budget. Yeah, yeah. dude, that'd be great. Like, I, <laughs> I love stuff like that. Um, there's, here's like my favorite ryan johnson kind of like nah fuck you moment like i think ryan johnson's ryan johnson's thesis on this film was like fuck anything that you brought with you into this movie like Mm. any preconception you had any stupid fan theory that you had or any like i don't know any any anything of what this movie should be like it's going out the window and like the for me the scene that encapsulates that the best is when we pick up right where Force Awakens left off. Ray is handing the lightsaber to Luke. He looks at it, and everyone is just like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a great moment!" Because we've been waiting two years to see how this moment plays out, and he's just like, "Fuck it, over the shoulder, yeah. fuck it." Like 
that, it's beautiful. That's, that's it's it's so perfect because it's like as a director, it's just being like it's it's almost as if he's like reaching through the screen and like shaking you on the shoulders and be like, "This is a different movie. Right. We're doing something different." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to regurgitate what you like be- simply because you like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it because it's just like a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about that. Shoulder. I'm completely about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There was there was a, a really big theme that I, that I sort of like. And I think I remember at some point during Force Awakens, some writers kind of came forward and talked about. Um. Well, I guess the biggest thing, I guess, I guess the biggest next thing to, to talk about is sort of like speak, and it's kind of related to fans sort of bringing their baggage to the film. Which I was talking with my buddy Peyton, and he, the way he kind of explained it was like when you bring your baggage to the film, like it's actually really selfish because you have a, you have the next film in your head, right? And then <clears throat> when they don't, when they didn't like invest millions of dollars to like make the film that you made in your head before you showed up, like you get really mad, you know? And it's yeah. like, that's not what we're like. It, it was cool the way he kind of phrased it. Cause it was like, it's not like not what we're participating in. The one right. thing that I really loved that I think everybody kind of jumped to talking about uh, right away was the premise of, um, Ray not being a part of some Royal bloodline. Yeah. And like not, having a legacy but rather her just kind of coming from nothing which i feel is probably the most apropos message that's probably the thesis that everybody thinks that this film is about you know what i mean Um, i think it's about a spectrum of things but like i think one of them is like yeah that to be a to be a hero to be an asset to be a member of the resistance to Mm -hmm. be all of these things that ray is known for being really well um you can come from nothing and you can be nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that there's sort of, it's sort of, I don't know, there's just sort of room at the table for everybody, which has sort of been the very interesting parallel that I feel is more explicitly drawn out uh, through this trilogy than any other mm-hmm. um, about the sort of tension between the first order and, um, and uh, the, uh, uh, the rebel Alliance. Like I, the, f- for the first time we're sort of seeing like, Ah, yes. You know what I mean? Like, people who are part of the resistance are, like, people from marginalized contexts. Yeah, totally. And that's sort of what's bringing them together. And they keep tripping over themselves to get things done. And sometimes there's a success and sometimes there's not. But that character remains the same. And, like, that the First Order is incredibly old guard, very homogenized, very... uh, and it's just interesting seeing between the Force Awakens where there were like very strong like intentional parallels between the First Order and like Nazism, mm-hmm. you know, especially in that scene out in the front, you know, like, oh my gosh, was that not like a direct drawn character from like those old black and white tapes of like Hitler we'd see, right? And yeah, then, yeah, where they're just like slaughtering people and, you know, in the first yeah. movie we uh, like learn that they're like kidnapping children and like, yeah, you know, Finn, Finn is basically like a boy soldier, like, you know, like from some, like, um, you know, some war torn country with like a dictator yeah. who is just like snatching up kids and using that to like raise an army. Like that's, that's literally what they're doing. And that's like, it's a, it's an interesting parallel for him to play that. I totally agree. And then, and then in this film, it kind of fills it out where they go to this casino planet. I, I, I didn't take down the name of what it is, but like, uh, you guys know what like I'm talking can, about. It's like yeah, something can, with a K. Canto, Canto Bright or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, you have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, they kind of show the flip side, you know what I mean? And they show how these, like, how these people are treated. Yeah, they, they show like, like these, these aristocrats kind of like, you know, enjoying themselves living off, you know, being, being warmongers. And that there's, there's, downtrodden people all over the place and it's a it's a nice i think it's a great moment like and some of the criticism i saw online was like oh we see these these slave kids and now like what who's that kid how is he important and i was like i don't i don't care if he's <laughs> Just, important I like, know. He, exactly. like I, I think that scene is 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 that scene is is a twofold message one to show the audience that these the whole the thesis of the movie, the thesis of the movie again, the yeah. thesis, 
fucking number three at this point. Um, like the thesis <laughs> of the movie is, and there are so many lines that people repeat over and over again that are the 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 whole main the whole plot point of the whole thing. So like uh, Poe basically has to learn that we're the spark that burns down the resistance, or we're you know I'm butchering the quote, but whatever it is. And that kid at the end is to meant to symbolize that, like this one little like act of kindness, mercy, however, however that kid read it um, by meeting um, uh, Rose and and Finn. That's the one thing. That's the spark that starts that 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 carries this new generation forward. And it's also it's also another message for the audience, almost to be like. Yeah, that's this guy. This is this kid. He's the next generation. I'm ushering, you know, Ryan Johnson is ushering in the next generation of Star Wars people. And like, yeah. And another, you know, thesis for the whole thing Kylo Ren says, let the past die, kill it if you have to. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he was like, he could have just looked at the camera at Hey Nerds. Hey, talking let to the you. Let the past guys. die. All that stuff is great. <laughs> It's the past. We're not doing that stuff anymore. And right. here's <laughs> I have like a million I, theories about like what Ryan Johnson doing. Like the <laughs> Rebel fleet basically like chugging along in a straight line is this kind of like metaphor for the series. It's like we're gonna keep going with this thing, okay? And you can either keep up and try to keep going with us and trying to figure out how we're gonna keep this whole thing going. Or you can get stuck on the past and get left behind and then get blown up by the First Order. You know, like, <laughs> we're moving ahead. This is the way we're going. If you're on board, great. And, like, um, Laura Dern's character Bravo, is, like, is basically like this. Like, hey, I'm guiding this ship forward. It's up to you if you want to play by the rules and be a part of this whole thing. Because we're going this way. And I'm telling you, this is the way we're going. And... Poe Dameron doesn't want to listen, so he does his own little thing, only to wind up back with the ship who's made more progress and is actually going toward a destination to do something good. <laughs> Bravo, Dameron, the, dude. The, the people, I am the so old school Star Wars fans are playing the role of Poe Dameron. <laughs> oh my god. His, his lesson, oh my god, his you're lesson right. is there. It should be their lesson. No, dude, you're right. Old guard Star Wars nerds are Poe. Yeah. Where they're like... They're Poe sympathizers. I don't, I don't need to listen to you. I know what this should be. I know what's best for this whole thing. It's like, right. no, you don't. Sit down and enjoy the ride. Right. Like, you're adventurous, you're dangerous, and yeah. you're not what we need right now. Dude. <laughs> yo. Laura Dern she is Kath- laid she's that Kathleen- shit she's, down. She's <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, who's just like, yo, we're making more Star Wars. Decide if you want to be on board or not. Right. <laughs> Damn, that's interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need Leia to come in and just sort of like ray gun some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ray gun some nerds. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. We're already <laughs> Toss we're them already on the moving. pod. <laughs> yeah. We're going there. You're going to be if you're going to stick with Star Wars, you're on the pod with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whether you're conscious or not. Yeah. Um one thing I'm actually I'm stealing this from my buddy Ben. Um he said uh Finn's arc from coward to self-interested to protector of friends to yeah. actual hero is amazing. Yeah. And that's so true. Like Finn did, he did so much, you know what I mean? And yeah, he's grown the, so much. Yeah. That was one of the criticisms I kept reading that like Finn and Rose's story was, was like a detraction from the main thing. It wasn't interesting and it was long. And like, I felt the complete I was opposite. Like, it was part of it. It was completely yeah. part of it. <laughs> I felt like so good, especially like Rose, Rose's arc. I, she was like my favorite character, like right, right out of the gate. I was like, and when oh people God. kept saying like, "Who is she? Where is she from?" I doesn't was like, matter. "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." The That's right, the point. Dude, it the doesn't right matter. Thing is is exactly what it is. It's like doesn't matter. Right. You don't need to be. You don't. Yeah. You don't need to be super important to be a part of this story. You know, and right. everyone has these like Ray is just as about, important. Yeah, as exactly. Rose. <laughs> And everyone has these like made up rules about like what Star Wars can and can't do. We're like, like, you know, who is Snoke? Oh my, what, where did he come from? What's his real identity? And like, this is a prime example. It's like, it doesn't matter. We're telling a story. It doesn't matter. This is the story. You want to fill the world, the world out behind the scenes. You can do that. I'm telling this story. This is what right. it is. And like, 
it, What's it's important an, yeah. is that for whatever mysterious reason that I think every human like who's ever struggled with insecurity can understand is that um is that Kylo Ren romanticizes this being. Yes. And like feels like he can t- feels like he is like the gatekeeper of whether he will ever live up to being like Darth Vader or not. That's what's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like, the fact that everybody agrees with that, we're good then. <laughs> right. And not everything like it doesn't need to like feed back into anything like it doesn't matter who Snoke is. Like it it it's not it's not a crucial thing. The reason it became crucial is because you you being the generalized like fans after seeing The Force Awakens right. were like that guy, who is he? He's so important. I need to know more about him. They better give me some answers on the next movie. And if they don't, I'm going to be real mad. Well, you're going to be real mad because you're not going to find out anything about it. <laughs> and it's just like in Empire, like in, in 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 Empire Strikes Back, the Emperor just like pops up, right? And you're like, who is this guy? Okay. Uh, yes, he's Vader's boss. Okay, cool. And it wasn't until right. we had like, years later that we were like oh now i know all these things about about who he is and where he came from and it's like that's much more lamer like palpatine is just <laughs> a senator he's just a guy who just like talked his way and conned people that's not interesting i liked the mysticism of this just being who was there and who was all powerful and then he's dead like that that's fine for me i don't think i need the super extended history of these people you know right you don't need that, like, uh, J.R. Tolkien appendix that tells you, like, how to speak Elvish and shit. Like, yeah, and it, it would it would feel you know? <laughs> so out of place in this movie for, like, for Snoke to just, like, slip into conversation. When I was a boy, blah, 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 blah. Right. Here's my backstory. Which has, like, nothing to do with Kylo Ren and Rey, who are there, who are the main characters, who are the people we're supposed to, like, latch onto. His history has no bearing on any of that he if he were to like sit there and explain like well i was blah 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 ray would be like i don't know any who any of that is how does that connect to me it doesn't even matter do you know what's more important the monumental scene it led up to where for like and i'm glad that they appreciated the currency like sometimes you can only have certain scenes if there's currency for it to really be a point of contention right and like, we see many heroes offered the opportunity to have ultimate power. And oftentimes, the reason they turn it down is because in their heart of hearts, they're just really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just pick the right thing because they're supposed to. And it doesn't really feel like there are stakes on the line. It almost feels like the offer for power is like a rhetorical question. Yeah. But after this sort of, like, build up, like... Snoke is out of the picture. Snoke is out of the picture. And Kylo is standing there with Rey. And Rey has just found out. The the only reason she's on the Millennium Falcon, the only reason she's admiring Han Solo, the only reason she's admiring Luke Skywalker, the only reason she's going everywhere she's going is to find out where she comes from. It is to right. find out like what her story is going to be. And a big part of that is who her parents are. Right. And in the moment where she realizes, and they make it clear, she's legitimately feared in her mind the whole time, it's revealed to her that she like she doesn't matter, and she's not a part of anyone's story, and she's right. hanging around all these amazing people that are doing amazing things, and she doesn't have a piece in any of it. Mm-hmm. And it's the most tempting point in her life. To just join up with Kylo Ren and to actually matter because he professes to believe in her and everything that she's doing. Right. And her hanging out with Luke Skywalker, Skywalker doesn't look at her that way. Mm-hmm. Luke doesn't treat her with that kind of respect. Luke doesn't treat her with that sort of like, Luke doesn't, effectively through actions alone, Luke doesn't particularly give a shit about her. Right. right. And she has every reason to say yes and she says no. And the cash in on the currency building up to that for effectively two films was pretty monumental and I think people should probably be talking about that just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it that it, that her reveal is just like an undercut and just a great it's just defeat. You know, like it's it's defeat, it's hopelessness, you know? Um like you know, she she's banking right. to like 
learn about this just the same way the audience is. They're like, oh man, it's going to be such a big payoff. And then when he's just like, they were nobodies. They sold you for no reason. It's like, ah. Right. Again, I repeat, like, Ray is as important as important to the story as Rose is. Right. Like not being a Rose advocate, but and and it's almost like to drive it home when Poe says, hey, let's go check out where these crystal creatures are, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a shitty name. That was a sh- <laughs> I will complain about that. That was like a shitty name. I don't the, think- cre- the crystal critters, or, or maybe they just made it up because they didn't that, know what they were called. I think that was meant to be like a joke. I don't, I don't know if that's like the real name. Okay. I thought that, and, yeah, um, the way like right, right, right. Phasma uh, Chrome Dome kind of thing. I think right, right, right. Like, yeah, exactly. Good, good point, good point. Yeah. Um, like everybody looks to Leia and she's like, why are you guys looking at me? Yeah. Follow him. Like, Follow him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He is important. He's the most important thing right now because right. he has an idea, you know? Like, yeah. It is not about, like, everybody is like, let go. Like, Luke's like, let go of me. Leia's like, let go of me. Right. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> it is like they're talking to fans. <laughs> yeah. There, there are so many points where I was just like, God, this is, this is such a, uh, like, hey, guys, pay attention. Here's what we're doing. We're doing this now. We're not doing those other things anymore. Are you okay with that? And if you're not, that's fine. But we're gonna we're gonna keep going ahead. And we're gonna keep moving forward, and you can hang yeah. here if you want. Even like Luke says, he says like this is not going to go the way you think. Like that should have right. been that should have yeah. been clue number one that like this was going to be different than any other Star Wars movie ever made, and that's probably the way it's going to be from here on out. Yeah. Oh, I know it was so good. <laughs> yeah, and the sacrifices were heavy; they were expensive. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. I mean, you 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 see right off the bat um, that like, and a bunch of people died, and and you know, Leia wants wants Poe to feel like that. Like, you know, he's he's the audience where he's like, I just want to see shit blow up. It's going to be great. We're going to do it, and we're going to win. And like, her whole point <laughs> is that, like, yeah, but like. There's real stakes here. Like all of those things have a cost. Like there's a shot of like that console where it's like, like, you know, uh, X wings and a wings. And it's like, like all dead. And there's like four (laughs) left, you know, like this was the first movie that felt like they were just like a ragtag group of people trying to survive. You know, it wasn't like, Oh, well their empire is fighting our people and we have a base and all these ships and stuff like that. This was like, this is it. These, this is all of us versus all of these other people. And we need to band together. We need to work together to survive. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. It reminded me of this Battlestar Galactica episode. Um, did you ever watch that show? I watched the original one where oh, like, okay. they were like filming like little toy figures, not the, but you're referring to what the nineties one, right? Yeah. Or the, the early 2000s. Yeah. The, the early 2001. Um, the, the, I think it's like the second or third episode is like one of my favorite episodes. So the premise is um the the Galactica has to like jump in hi- jump in hyperspace or like in faster than light travel. They have to jump to a new point because the Cylons keep finding where they're where they're at. So every time they jump 33 minutes later, the Cylons show up and that's just enough time for them to boot up their, you know, FTL drive and jump to the next thing where 33 minutes later more Cylons show up. Like Watching that movie or watching that sh- that episode of the show and then this movie felt the same way where it's just like, oh, my God, there's just this relentless, unstoppable force like chugging yeah. along and, and, you know, coming to get us. It, fe- it felt like a fever dream where it's just like something is coming to get us all the time. Like that tense, panicky kind of feel like had me going through yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, I'm totally with you. There was like a huge sort of. Oh, there was this tension through it. Like from the beginning, they lost so many people. And I was like, what is there? This is all the resistance. Like this is ever, like. Yeah, this is it. And what a great moment when Leia makes that call and nobody shows up. Like. Yeah. Leia makes that call. And I like the, the film nerd to me was just like, okay, well, here's the kit where the cavalry shows up. This is, you know, the Deus Ex Machina coming in. And it's all the rebel fleets from all over the place coming, you know. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen. Because, yeah. like, I love being, like, I know where this is going. And then the film being, like, nah, we're doing this. You think you know, but you have no idea. Yeah. You know what super weirded me out? Um, if there were any question I would have for Ryan, it would be, 
about the mirror scene. And I don't yeah. really like. I don't like, need it like laid I, out to me. I like. I'm I, I don't totally, either. I'm yeah. glad that it existed. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm so glad that it was just like, you know, it, it was, it's kind of like a pause in the movie where it's like, oh, cool. All of the secrets are going to be revealed to me. I, like as an audience member and Ray too is feeling that same way. Right. And then it's just nothing. It's just yeah. it, you. Honestly, it's, it's, it, it felt a lot like the Harry Harry Potter. Yeah, dude. Very similar scene. Exactly. <laughs> a very similar scene. And the I don't know, just the presence of that hallucination, like getting to have a personal moment with Ray in a way that I don't think the Star Wars franchise has ever like addressed with any particular character. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was a thing where it's like, don't explain it. Like, you don't need to explain the suitcase. Right. Like, I wanted to know why that space was. Wait, why is it affiliated with darkness? Why did it call her? What was she supposed to see? Like, mm-hmm. but there, there was something really mysterious about it. Yeah, uh, I wonder. Um, that was enjoyable. I mean, it it definitely has echoes of Empire Strikes Back, where Luke goes into the cave, and Yoda's like. You know, Luke's like, what's in there? And Yoda says, like, only what you take with you. So, like, Luke goes in there and sees Vader, you know, like, his worst enemy is 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 the parallel that Rey goes in there and she sees her, her worst enemy, you know? Mm. Like, I wonder if that's, mm. like, if, that's, that's, if that's what it's supposed to be, like, an echo of that. Or if it's, you know, some kind of deeper thing where it's it's, it's showing... Maybe okay. Here's like a theory, right? So maybe like going into like these dark places and having these visions is showing you kind of what you fear most, right? And Ray goes into this thing. Um, it's going to show her what she kind of fears most, and she wants like information about her parents. And really, it's just her on the other side. Like, and maybe this echoes what you were talking about that that it's just like it doesn't matter. You don't need some like crazy lineage doesn't need right. to be important it, can, it right. can just be you like it's really just about you you know right yeah i don't know yeah God. like she doesn't need to find her identity or her value in where in like where she came from right she can right. write she can write her story on her own right now oh man that's great you know that's it that's such a that's such a cool like yeah. powerful like message yeah, that was good. Know. I'm trying to think. I, I wrote down maybe that you you and I could discuss some of the backlash. And I think we've done a good job of um, discussing what people found wrong with it and why that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't. I almost didn't want to. Like, I almost didn't want to lend credence to just have, like being negative about it. But it actually did turn out to be a pretty good jumping off point for a lot of. A lot of well, I think what it is is just like a lot of the things. Literally, all the things I enjoyed were th- were the things that I kept finding most often people didn't enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And I guess and just like, being able to. Yeah. I feel recently that I don't need to like defend the movie. No way, I'm not explaining that stuff. Myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like for someone to be like, "Oh, well, when Leia like flies, that was kind of weird." I'm like, "All right, well, yeah, maybe you found it that way. I mean, I didn't. Right. I thought it was kind of interesting and like." You know, obviously strange at first, but then I was like, oh, man, this is really, really interesting that, that she is, like, using a force power and that they gave her something yeah. like that to do. Like, it wasn't like a str- – and they were like, oh, but, like, she never used the force before. And I was like, okay, you can think that, but I, there are plenty of times where Leia is having force interaction throughout the thing, and that's totally fine within yeah. within canon, quote-unquote canon for me. Like, so – yeah. That's on you. You my onus isn't to prove to you that it's a good scene. Your your onus is to try to figure out why a talented filmmaker would include that scene in there. So that's on oh, you. Oh, good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. That is uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love you actually. I love you. Too. <laughs> well, here's like another thing um that that kind of people were just like that that I found frustrating. Um, I liked Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens was a lot of fun. Like it's it's a great movie. I thought it was like a great next chapter in Star Wars. It's you know definitely up there for me and one of my favorites. But a lot of the criticism with that movie was like, ah, oh, well they just like recycled everything from the old movies and put it in this new movie. And then like Last Jedi comes out, and people are like, well it wasn't like Force Awakens. 
And it's like which which really means it wasn't like yeah, the old Kanye. Like the old one. Yeah. <laughs> they want the new Kanye. Look, man, graduation's the <laughs> I best. I miss the old Why Kanye. Why can't you just do graduation every every album? <laughs> or was it graduate or late registration? <laughs> They're my, both old. They're both great. Yeah. yeah I, get, I get my my Kanye Kanye chronology messed up. <laughs> Kanyeology. <laughs> Um, oh but yeah, gosh, like, like yeah. for me, that's not like it's like I know for a fact you didn't like Force Awakens. You know, random internet people like we know you didn't like it because it was too similar, and now they give you something totally different, and and you're like, what gives? Wait, what? what? I wanted it to be like that other thing. Now <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I, I mean, I I thought it was like really interesting. Like this movie. Gave us like flashbacks. We've never really had that in a Star Wars movie before. Um, Wait, refreshing my memory. Uh, so the, the uh, well, we kind of had this like crazy like Rashomon situation where like Luke tells the story. And oh my gosh! Yes, way, it was know? Rashomon. Yeah, like we oh, had, like, that a was so good. That and yeah. like upon like a second viewing, it's like no, the whole scene like filming of the whole scene changes depending on yeah. whose whose perspective. That's really interesting. It, yeah. I loved that. I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah, so like that was that was like an interesting way to do this. And it was cool to see like by the end of like Return of the Jedi, we just assume that Luke Skywalker is like gonna be a Jedi master and he's gonna, you know, you know, pass on what he's learned and stuff, like Lo- like Yoda said. And then in Force Awakens, you're like, oh man, he's like this like mythical creature or you know, this mythical guy. It's gonna be so great. And like we get there and he's just He's just depressed. He's just a failed old man who felt that he needed to like exile himself because he like made a mistake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I want? I I want to know, I want the story, I want the lore. This is the lore that I want. Yeah. The the, the one that I want. I want the lore <laughs> behind the green milk cuz I'm used to blue milk. <laughs> yeah. And now know, we have man. all new green and this third time I looked I was like, "Oh, I think the bottle's just just tinted green. But then tinted, yeah. they make sure to put the milk in his beard and it's like green milk. And I'm like, okay. Uh, maybe it's just like. I guess you're doing that. Maybe yeah, it's different diff- kind of milk. Different animals have different kinds of milk, you know? Like, yeah. It could be. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I think that that scene was like another like, fuck you, fans. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you know, for yeah. people to be like, well, like, how does he like live on that island? You know, like woozy, <laughs> and like Ryan Johnson. And then they like, showed it. Yeah, show yeah, I'll it. fucking show you. He fucking <laughs> milks yeah, this, yeah. He fucking milks this fish. walrus teat. That's how he. That's how he. They, that's how your hero feeds himself because you want to <laughs> see that. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like it's very like he's this like malicious creator. Be like ah. I'll show you your hero <laughs> at his I'm lowest. I'm going to take it all away. I'm yeah. taking it all away yeah. from you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay. Willing to make do with the uh, different kinds of milk explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just being, I'm being ridiculous. No, I no. did do, for Christmas, I did do... Uh, Little like stormtrooper cookies and oh nice got some nutmeg and some blue food coloring. Oh, I re- you know what this is you know what that reminds me of. Literally, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually I'll explain what I'm gonna explain later. But okay, um, you know, I'm I don't know who directed Rogue One. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, um, Gareth Edwards is his name. There we go. Um. I don't know who's doing. There's going to be another interstitial film, right? Yeah, between there's a episode Han Solo that, movie is what they're going to do, like a young Han Solo. Okay, um, I don't know who's directing that, but I guess I did after having Rogue One fresh in my memory because I enjoyed Rogue One a lot. Yeah, me too. Like as much as the mainline films, honestly. Oh yeah, totally. And it, um, it was an appropriate movie to come out at the end of last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Very much a. We are gonna fight, and this is the resistance. <laughs> yes, no, I'm with you. Yeah, and uh, I missed that photography hmm. because I think that harkens back to what you were saying earlier, where like 
how like Logan felt like, oh, this is like an IP we all know, but it's like an indie film version. Right, and like right. Rogue One felt that same way, where like the photography in episode eight mm. was very it's great, obviously. Yeah. But like it's very polished in a sense that the most important thing is in the center of the in the other frame. Right. Like Almost all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know exactly where to look all the time. Meanwhile, the way Rogue One did photography was the most important thing is it's in the center but on a Z axis. So right. like yeah. things like, will be off to the side. There's a lot of like thirds and like mm-hmm. like scenes with a lot of space. Yeah. And there was something really personal about it that I almost wish made its way into Sorry, you were gonna say something. No, no, yeah, I agree. They were definitely um very different. Rogue One always felt like a war movie a star war movie you know what i mean like yes, it's, yes. It's, so it's 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 in that universe and like all that stuff you know it's in the it's there but it's in the background but this is about like this is like on the street like this is this is yeah handheld yes. war footage like gorilla yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and i feel like this the, like you're right it's very very pile, polished and um very like stylized at a lot of points too especially like that hyperspace jump Oh yes, that's like or my like, favorite thing. Oh, <laughs> I love it so that, much. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, Snoke's layer, yeah, was amazing. And there's this one part where like Ray like beheads this dude or something, oh, and yeah. something sets on fire, mm-hmm. and it hits the wall, and like the wall is on fire in the center, and then there's just one of those warriors standing underneath it, oh, and yeah. he's red, and the wall is red, and I'm like. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, like, it's so good. Somebody needs to make some art of that. Maybe I will. I don't know. Like, mm, it was... Yeah. It was It was cool. Like, it It was very... Um, it reminded me, like, like a, you know, like Rome is burning kind of thing. It's like, it, it's, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kylo Ren murder Snoke, something that's unexpected. He killed, like, uh, <laughs> the, he killed... Uh, I keep saying the emperor now, like you know, like Roman emperor, yeah, or yeah. he killed Caesar, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, but they already have like an emperor, so he's yeah. just comparing it to that. But yeah, so he killed Caesar, and you know, the entire place is just chaos at that point. Like it's yeah. like, okay, there's all these guys, and then there's all this fire, and the whole thing is like burning, and then you know, it literally breaks in half, and it's just more That's chaos, crazy. and like. So here's um, coming back to like where that where Snoke came from kind of thing, um, like when 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 Kylo Ren kills Snoke, it obviously makes like a power vacuum, right? But then it also makes like like a like a um, I'm trying to think of what I'm what I'm trying to get at. Like it makes the, this power vacuum of like now he's gonna assume um, command of this whole thing. And I feel like that right there should be enough explanation for who Snoke is and where he came from. Like, obviously the Emperor died, right? The whole thing comes crashing down, so there's obviously going to be a power vacuum, and someone's just going to step up and assume that role, you know? Right. And for me, like, if we never get another word on it, that is totally fine with me because I think that's a better explanation that, you know, I came up with in my head that... (laughs) <laughs> could be ever be like on screen do you know what i mean like yeah it, it's yeah. the mystery box it's so like what it could be is so much better than what it actually is you know and like that's yeah. like the mystery box is like a jj abrams like special like mm-hmm. he he talks about it all the time and he uses it and does it all the time and force awakens is very much like that it's like oh well it could you know it could be anything who could her parents be could be anything what does it mean when luke's gonna get the lightsaber i don't know it could be anything it could be whatever you're thinking in your brain right now it's probably that but it might not be you know and ryan johnson's like no this is what it is this is what it is you're not getting any more information other than what i give you <laughs> and that's it <laughs> dude i just ranted about that what i'm curious the, the thing i want to be in the fly in the wall f- for is when JJ and Ryan like talked about the passing of the baton. Yeah. And like, like what's next? Like, it's gotta be weird. Yeah. Cause he's passing it back. So back, it's like, yeah, I don't think it was an, you know, there was another director, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There were originally supposed to be a different dude. Yeah. It was, um, the guy who did Jurassic World, Colin, uh, Trevorrow. Mm. Yeah. He did that in, um, safety, not guaranteed. So that was like, an oh, interesting. yeah. Man. Like that would have been interesting, but it, it just didn't work out. Now, um, yeah, JJ's taking that back. Oh, and the the Han Solo movie was supposed to be um this directing pair 
um, Chris Miller and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. They did 21 Jump Street and like they show run Last Man on Earth. They directed the Lego movie. They wrote it too. They had like a great sense of humor. It would have been really cool. But I think it's 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 kind of one of those situations where I think Kathleen Kennedy and the people at Lucasfilm and Disney have like, a, you know, they want it to be a certain way. And there's kind of, I'm sure like there's room for you to kind of like flex your artistic and creative muscles if they hire you. But I'm sure at some point it's just like, no, it's got to be this because of X, Y, and Z. And I feel like they're when people like exit like high profile projects like that, I think that's kind of the the basis of it. It's usually just like, no, you can't, de- you can deviate a little bit, but this is too far. And if you don't want to budge, then this is like our final like yeah. say on this whole thing. Cause I think it happened with Edgar Wright too. Like he was going to, he was going to direct Ant-Man. And I think he, I remember he that ultimately wound, wound up saying when people like ask him about it, he says, um, um, I was interested in making a Marvel movie. I don't think that Marvel was interested in making an Edgar Wright movie. Mm. So I think like when you have like a giant franchise like this, like I think they want you to like, they're going to bring you in because of your talent and what you're, what you're, what you're bringing to the table. But at some point, like you can't be an auteur in these movies, Mm. you know, like they, they have to be like kind of a certain way. And I think, you can work within those bounds. And I think like this movie especially is, is I think the one to kind of like flex out of the mold more than the others. um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I got a sense of the director's hand on what was being made. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I figure they're like, I want to know what their schedules are. (laughs) Well, dude, it's gotta be crazy. Like is JJ just not sleeping? Like, that's what I want to know. I mean, (laughs) I assume the worst. Well, I mean, they, here's how I knew, like I I knew last Jedi was going to be a movie that I really enjoyed. And that I think that, um, I was excited about and, and would be a good movie is because they hired, they hired Ryan Johnson to make a whole nother set of star Wars movies. So like if, if, if this is what he makes, right, and Disney and, like, Lucasfilm are, like, we like this style and these ideas so much, we're going to give you carte blanche to do your own whatever you want in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, that's that's super exciting. I remember, like, I had a conversation with Paul, um, like, years and years ago when they first kind of announced that what, like, the lineup for the new trilogy was going to be, and they announced um, Ryan Johnson and... I was like, he's like, ah, oh, it just sucks because like that guy is known for making these awesome original movies and he's like not going to do that for like five, six years, you know? And yeah. I was like, yeah, that does kind of suck, but you do get to hear like what another artist's version of All Along the Watchtower yeah. is going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be cool to have – <laughs> you know, it'd be cool to hear like a, uh, like, a like, like a, the weekend version of like the Weezer blue album. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, like, I love the idea for everything. I love the idea of people outside of the scene, outside of the fandom, giving their take on what everybody enjoys. Right. And like, there are some people who are going to be like, you're winning it. Right. But then like, there's going to be other people who see that like, Star Wars is still just a film. It's a film yeah. and it's up for criticism. Right. Right. And or it's, it's a sci-fi and it's up for criticism. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's a genre unto itself. And here's what people are making inside the genre, you know? Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah, man. Dude. Good times. Good movie. I loved it. I loved yeah, it so me much. <laughs> me too. I, I can't wait for it to – at this point, I've seen it too many times in theaters. I can't wait until it's on iTunes. Yeah, I really want to like dissect it a lot. Um, yeah. Also, there's so many gifts I want to make. Like <laughs> yeah. when when Leia is uh, – they're on that final planet mm-hmm. and they set up base and the first scene from on the oh, planet, she's man. just like looking out into the distance from yeah, like her like, coat collar. Oh, and it's all – dude, there's so I want to so take many... that and I want to be like me looking into 2018. Dude. <laughs> like, wanna... Oh, my God. And she like turns and walks away and she's like, they're coming. <laughs> like, 
I just the moment I saw it, yeah. I was just like, I need that gif. Like, yeah, am I gonna go to the that. theater with my phone and Do like it. record that real quick? Or <laughs> nope, you gotta you're gonna have to download the trailer and take it into Premiere and cut it up and <laughs> make it official. <laughs> oh put like my good, gosh! Put like good text on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, there are so many good, really awesome close-up shots in this movie. There's a shot of Poe early on when he's flying in. It's just like his eyes, like it's so ah, it's so stylized. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. It's cool. Well, like dude, this has been a good talk. Yeah, good pickup. It's been good. I hope people in podcast land have enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, and I think. Uh, any other movies that we kind of sync up on checking out, I think maybe we could uh, pop on again, share some thoughts. Yeah. You should go see the, the, the Disaster Artist, man. Ooh, yes. Have you seen that yet? I did. It's great. Okay. I mean, since we did The Room, I should probably watch it, and that should be the next one. I feel like I'm going to rewatch The Room and then maybe watch Disaster Artist one more time. I feel like we owe it to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We owe it. Yeah, we owe it justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to complete the saga. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Sweet. Thank you guys for coming by. Bye. We'll see you next time. Peace. The Cinephilia Anonymous telecast is produced by Satchel Drakes and Nick Murphy. Music by Mark Yunker. You can hear more of his music at yunker.ca. That's J-U-N-K-E-R dot C-A. You can follow the telecast on Twitter at C-A Telecast. Subscribe on YouTube at C-A Telecast. Subscribe on iTunes and check out our website, catelecast.com.